Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and Ends podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen. We're trying to get our bearings on the week ahead and look at Stock Odds data to help us do that. Hey, Rob, how's everything this evening? Good, thank you. Uh, yourself? I just had a nice, relaxing, warm day down here, so I'm ready yeah, to get back to, to trade. Yeah, where'd you head off to? Had a nice uh, lunch in Palm Springs. Oh, Oh, just just drive over there for lunch, eh? Sounds nice. Sounds good. Sounds like a sounds like a plan. When I grow up, I want my lifestyle. So. <laughs> All right. Well, just uh, be careful on consuming so much oil. You're just contributing to the problems in society. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yep. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, when those Teslas pass you, they miss, you know, what do you think, huh? What do you think? Well, no, no, we passed the Tesla charging station. They, they were full, right? So people are waiting to charge their Teslas. There well, was a, a line there. That's ridiculous. You know, we got to get to the point where there's solar panels all over the car. The whole car should just be sucking in solar, you know. Forget this charging station stuff, right? Yeah. But I've never seen that before, where there's a, like a gas line, but an electric charging station line. There were Teslas in a row waiting for a slot at a supercharger. So that, that was something I've never seen before. So is that the sign of the times as well? Yeah, well, what if there's like a, a call to action where you got you to gotta move away from the coast as quickly as possible. You have 30 minutes to leave, and then all these people are trying to charge their cars. It's be, go faster walking, I guess. All right, New well, let's get, let's get down to uh, business here, okay? So okay, We had kind of a week, uh, uh, the past week, we had a strong Monday, and then the rest of the week, kind of a sell-off. There was FOMC news, interest rates, rates have been right. keeping up, pressure on technology, and then we're approaching mid-month seasonality. So we're kind of this weird time frame right now. Yeah. So given that, what do you like see? It, it started to even out a little bit more in the week in terms of the sectors, but it was really highly pronounced there for a couple of those days where it was like just, you know, healthcare and oil and, and you know, like it was really concentrated in terms of the green sectors versus the red sectors, right? It seemed to, it seemed to even out a little bit more towards the end of the week, right? Yeah. Um, so this week is, this week is a shortened week, right? So Friday is a holiday. You get a long weekend, and uh, it'll be nice. Uh -huh. Some rest. Um, that means that things are kind of compressed a little bit, right? So um, we have the big thing, I think, this week for me uh, is the bank earnings. Wednesday morning before the market, we have J.P. Morgan. And then on Thursday before the market, we have Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, and Citi. Um, and then we also have the CPI, which is a really big deal, on Tuesday and PPI on Wednesday. Now, the thing about the CPI on Tuesday is that last time we had it, uh, we, we saw 7.9% uh, in indication of inflation there. And um, then this one, they're expecting 8.4. I mean, so real inflation is running much higher, but, you know, this uh -huh. is these are just by the book here. Um and so those are the, the big things for this week. So anything can happen. Normally before long weekends, um, you know, the, the market like Thursday could have like a, a positive tone. But the problem was, was how is it going to play out with these bank earnings? Um, and, and after we have the, you know, CPI on Tuesday and, and um, PPI on Wednesday. So, so it's, um, you know, it's not a shoe in in terms of like, 
all quiet on the Western Front, and uh, you know, you know, we can just kind of build all the way into the long weekend. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting what happens. And we got China, you know, really dropping right now. Um, Apparently, there are bottom fishers standing by to pick up some of this stuff, but, um, you know, uh, there's still a lot of concerns uh, with China, so that could be a bit of drag um, on things. Um, we have we have the Treasury, you know, uh, 10 years rising again. Um, now, yeah, now the, thing with, these, the thing with these banks is... Sorry, go ahead. What I can't hear you. What's it seems up? like it's ri uh, rising every day. It's up to like two point seven five now. So every day we're just ratcheting up ten-year note. Mm hmm. Just kind of slow grind up. Um, factoring in all this uh, mm -hmm. big talk about you know half half a point hike, you know, over and over again, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, people are screaming, you got to do something about uh, these prices. Um, and they're, and they're, they keep on rising. And the thing about it is, you know, we get a lot of our products from China and they've got prices rising, factory prices are rising because of the oil implication, because of uh, now lockdowns. Um, uh -huh. You know, and you already have the supply chain problem still not completely healed, right? Um, so this is, uh, we're still in for increased inflation. And so consumers start to scream and the way to knock it down is what Volcker did in 8081, right? Just crank up those interest rates, just crank them right up. Mm -hmm. It'll slow things down. Yeah, at some point it it will crack. I mean, you cannot <laughs> you can't have prices go up forever, and you can't have interest rates go up this sharply and not affect uh, companies as well. So it will work if they keep increasing. But so tell me about some of the you know groups <clears throat> this week. We've got mid month seasonality starting on Wednesday. So what do yeah. you see for some of the groups? Uh, just so we can get prepared. Yeah, so on the screen I did, um, mid-month seasonality starts on the 9th and 10th business day of the month. And this week it's going to be Wednesday and Thursday because Friday we're closed. But um, the sectors in terms of ETFs that are expected to do better during this time are um, energy, like XOP, uh, just consumer discretionary, XOY, industrials, XLE, QQQ. So it's a little bit of a risk on over, um, overtone for the mid-month. And then things that are weaker are gold, silver, real estate, IYR, XLRE. So that just, that just shows that there's a little bit more um, risk on um, for that mid-month seasonality. And, and some of the symbols verify that too. Fang and the oils, Teladoc, Twitter, Shopify, those more high beta tech stocks, Amazon for the long side. And on the short side, gold, SPG, uh, Philip Morris, or MOPM, HCA, so more defensive things are are, um, are on the short side. So a little bit of risk on, and then particularly um, things like IWM, the small caps are expected to underperform the large caps. Um, the the spider's not expected to do much mid-month seasonality, basically flat. 
minus 0.03% is what we're expecting on the spider. So mm-hmm. okay. small caps underperforming, the NASDAQ outperforming the spider, um, consumer discretionary outperforming strongly, um, energy outperforming the spider, utilities, uh, no, sorry, industrials uh, greatly outperforming, and things like financials underperforming, um, basic materials, um, consumer staples underperforming and real estate really underperforming the spider um, in mid-month seasonality. So those are the big themes I think that we can expect um, going into the week. And uh, again, we see this 10-year ratchet up 2.7, 2.75. That's going to put pressure on the tech stocks. And crude, uh, it's down a little bit. And you have this backdrop of um, continuous supply being added right from the petroleum reserve. So Give this tension, put more supply in the market, but then there's a Ukraine situation, and we'll see there. Yeah, so it's, it's, well, it's a tricky week. There's still a lot of buyers for the Russian oil out there, so it's not like none of it's getting out, right? So, um, so I, I imagine that's taking some pressure. And your foundation um, observation too. You said that's supportive. Yeah. Well, that should be that should be bullish um, overall, but um, it had it had notched down. We talked about it last time. It had rat- ratcheted down. The backwardation wasn't as pronounced. Um, I think it could be that you know the next couple of days are the pullback for oil. I know that uh, West Texas is down in what around ninety five, ninety six, and we got um, uh, Brent just went under hundred or is bouncing around the hundred mark there. Um, it could be that these next couple of days pull back, and then we might we might see oil ratchet back up for the long weekend, though, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's implications of greater consumer demand for a long weekend, right? Um, so uh, that might play into it a little bit for West Texas crude. Um, but just in general, I mean, long weekends pose more geopolitical risk sometimes, mm-hmm. and especially if they're meaningful you know, religious holidays to some degree too, um, that, that can also, you know, be a vehicle I've seen in the past for some incidences geopolitically. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, let's just fasten our seatbelts and be prepared. But like I could see the, the Monday, Tuesday being the down days for oil and then possibly, you know, Wednesday, depending on how this the numbers go on Tuesday for uh, CPI and then PPI. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might see it ratchet back up for the long weekend. Uh, what else do we got on the docket here? The VIX is uh, at around 23.60, so we're we're still elevated. Um, it it does seem that it pulled back to to a low trough, and now we have the opportunity to sort of build back up on the VIX a bit. Let me run through the futures where we're at right now. Um, so we've got the Dow Jones futures down 0.38% at the moment. Uh, S&P futures down 0.57. So it seems to be a little bit defensive going into Monday um, with the Dow Jones performing a little bit better than the SPY. And the NASDAQ 100 is minus 0.80 right now. Um, recall that Dave said that it's on Wednesday that the NASDAQ 100 could outperform both the Dow and the uh, Russell 
and the SPY as well, S&P 500. Mm -hmm. So um, the next two days, again, could also be weaker for the NASDAQ 100. Um, Russell is down 0.55 right now. And uh, the Nikkei, what is it? That's down 0.70 right now. We've got Bitcoin down about 2%. So that's a risk-off signal as well. Yeah, that plays into the technology stocks a lot too, right? We've seen that correlation there. Um, now, before we go here, let's just uh, take a look at what the dollar's doing. So we've seen some increase in some of the commodity-based countries' currencies. Um, and that's starting to pull back a little bit now. Well, I'm going to put it on the daily here for a second. So what are we seeing here? Yeah, so Australia's come off the peak, which happened on, looks like around April 4th or 5th or whatever it was. Um, that was kind of the peak. And it's pulled back Tuesday through Friday, pulled back. Canadian dollar, same thing. So again, commodity-rich country. Now, the Japanese yen has been continuously pretty much going down since February. It almost seems to be a bit of a carry trade, short the yen and long the U.S. dollar, because their U.S. dollar has been rising. And again, that plays into um, you know, the interest rate thing. If you're going to raise a country's interest rates, it does support the currency, right? So the U.S. dollar is, you know, the U.S. dollar is doing doing pretty good still, right? So the the rumors of its demise are great, greatly exaggerated. <laughs> so you see this as um, negative for commodities, then? I mean, if the dollar is going to keep strengthening. Well, yeah, I mean, it should be that way. But we've seen a lot of times where gold was moving with the U.S. dollar, so they were both strong. Oil also. Um, but if it's starting to sort of normalize that way a bit, then yeah, I would think if the U.S. dollar stronger, commodity should be weaker. Mm -hmm. um, let's just check out what's happening with the foodstuffs. We got oats uh, just powering up, canola powering up, orange juice, um, corn. So staples are still, yeah. you know, and they're also priced in U.S. dollars too. So they are, if the U.S. dollar is rising and they're also rising, then it definitely shows the strength that's there. And wheat was up 2.5%, so that's some good movement too. Yeah, it's off of, you know, it came down from its highs. Its highs spark, uh, spiked at the beginning of March and then it, it's pulled back. But like some of the other staples are continuing to rise. So definitely putting a lot of pressure on emerging markets and underdeveloped uh, nations because, you know, soybean, oil, corn, you know, these are all soybean meal, all staples, right? Um, okay, well, that uh, that pretty much does it. I would, I would say, judging by how the week went yesterday with such weak technologies and then coming into what we see right now, there's a good chance that that we're still a little bit under pressure with techs. And we might still be doing okay 
with maybe the healthcare has been on a trend up. Um, we've seen consumer staples still holding up okay. Um, what do you think about financials? I would say it'll be longer than shorter on those, especially with the 10 year continuing to grind up. But um, yeah, let's take, I'm gonna pop that in for a sec, hold on. Uh, let's see. Yeah, well, it did. It did hit pretty much, almost hit the lower Bollinger Band um, on the XLF on the daily. Popped up a little bit, and that coincides with what happened. Yeah, we saw we saw a pretty good drop on the TLT. But there's this tension now. It's like. Before that, it was um, tenure was going up and financials were rallying hard along with it. Now there's this fear of recession that's pulling it back. So it's great we have a yield that's going up, but it doesn't really help anyone if we're going to have a recession. So I think it's tapering some of the gains on financials. But um, yeah, well, I, I was reading an article. I was reading an article too on that that uh, a lot of the benefits of the stimulus and other things, especially on the consumer side, you know, lending and in credit, you know people need to be able to pay their bills too. So when you take some of that into account, it really notches down the expectations of the banks for this year. Mm -hmm. uh, so even though we have this interest rate uh, situation, which should be favorable for them, um, they've, they, they kind of ran ahead with the expectations. And now that we're into it, judging by all the other factors, it's like, eh, kind of blase. So I'm not like rah-rah financials either. I guess, you know, yeah. we'll have to see how the earnings play out Wednesday for JP Morgan, Thursday for the other banks. Let's see what happens. And then we'll get a better read for the week following. So when we do our uh, podcast next week, we should have more information about our prospects in the banks. Okay. So for the All first right. two days, it looks like a little bit risk off, more balanced, and then maybe a little bit more risk on come Wednesday, Thursday, more tech, tech heavy. Perhaps, yeah. I mean, unless something changes, but I mean, that's the thing with seasonalities is like I take them at face value unless I see something completely macro, you know, driven that opposes it, and uh, and then you make an adjustment, you know. Okay. All right. Good luck.